listening to the Bleeding Big Blue Podcast. Alex Ivers Produce back again, your host. Our podcasts are available on Podbean, Spotify, and right here on YouTube. Subscribe to this channel and like and comment on all of our videos. I had some pretty good guests on the past couple weeks. Alan Hahn from 987 ESPN, Giants YouTuber Cop Pizzle, and Talking Giants co-host Justin Pennick, who was just on Monday. So you can go check those episodes out on those platforms if you have not already. Today we had on Giants defensive tackle Stacy Dillard, who played from 1992 to 95. Here's the interview from earlier. Now we are joined by former Giants defensive tackle Stacy Dillard. Stacy, how's quarantine treating you? Man, it's really slow here in Texas. You know, being an athletic director and used to going to a lot of athletic events on a weekly and daily basis, to have that all taken away, I, you know, I'm relegated to my front porch or my back porch and doing a lot of phone interviews trying to hire coaches that's well at least you're doing something you know <laughs> keep keep you going keep you active uh first question you played for a couple of years at uh oklahoma before being drafted by the giants in 92 how many years did you play in Oklahoma? And as a former collegiate player, how would you differentiate the path from college to the NFL then and today? Uh, I was at Oklahoma five years. I, I redshirted there. And I, I came out of out of Parksville, Texas. Um, you know, it's funny you say that. I, I talked to uh, a couple of my teammates from Oklahoma, and that was the exact conversation we had was, the biggest difference between athletes then and now, uh, you know, and we kind of came up with the conclusion, like, I, I, I think these athletes are a lot more athletic than we were, but it was a different type of game. Uh, you know, some of these guys that are defensive ends, I don't know if they, they, they would have had to have a different bill to be in the, what was the big eight at the time when I was at Oklahoma. Uh, you know, Nebraska being in there, Colorado and Missouri, and, and those guys love to run the ball. And 70% of the time, he was playing run first. Uh, so far as a D, D lineman, I, I think it's changed a lot in the fact that people throw the ball a lot, lot more. You know, I think at one point I was the fourth leading uh, sacker at o- Oklahoma, and I think I had 10. And now guys get 10 sacks in a season. So it has changed a lot. Uh, when you came into the league in 92, you played um, with some Super Bowl 25 leftovers like Lawrence Taylor, Pepper Johnson, Steve Diossi, John Washington, Carl Banks, and Leonard Marshall. When you first came into the league, who was your main mentor and why? Uh, you know what? It was, it was probably uh, Lewis Tillman. Um Lewis uh, was my, in in the locker room. Our lockers were next door to each other, and uh, we actually uh, uh, got to know each other really well, and we're actually really close friends still. But, you know, with him having a little more experience in the league than I did at the time, he was someone that talked to me about how to spend my money and and how to uh, just adapt to the NFL life. Uh, Phil, uh, Phil Sims also on the other side that gave me a lot of lessons of how to, you know, what rookie life was like and how to become a pro on and off the field. 
those two guys probably had the biggest impact on me while I was at the Giants. Um, you, another Giants icon, formerly known probably in this decade, well, not this decade, but this century more like, um, Michael Strahan, you played f- next to him from 93 to 95. How was it, How was he as a young player? Man, you know, I, I tell people all the time, Michael uh, is a great guy. What you see on TV with Michael uh, talking and having a good time and, and being genuine, who he was back then and that's who he is still today. Uh, you know, I, I laughed with Michael because I remember when he got drafted, I thought he was too small. And, you know, I, I told at the time the defensive line coach, Earl Leggett, I said, well, man, he's too small. He's not going to make it in this league. And uh, I guess a few years later, he's in the Hall of Fame. So, and I'm coaching high school football. So I guess I, I kind of, that's why I'm, I'm not uh, drafting people. Uh, <laughs> so. He definitely uh, panned out for the Giants. Your defensive coordinator, I think, in 93 was Mike Nolan. Now he's the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys now with Mike McCarthy's new staff. What did you think of him? How was he as a uh, defensive coach? Uh, I like Mike. Uh, he was, you know, at the time, I was, uh, he was a young, I think that may have been his first defensive coordinator position. He was young and had a lot of energy. Uh, real sharp. Uh did a lot of good, good stuff there with us. Uh, um, you know, I think I was only there with two about two years with him, but I like Mike. He's going to do a good job for the Cowboys. Um, for some reason, according to my research, I couldn't find much of what happened after uh, 1995. What did happen? Did you uh, keep playing? Were you hoping a team could pick you up? Uh, what happened after 95 in your last season with the Giants? Uh, after I, after I, I got released by the Giants, I ended up going to the Eagles. Um, and I was there for about four games with the Eagles uh, in preseason. And um, after that, I got released by the Eagles. And, you know, it, to me, that was a sign for me to tell me it was time for me to move on. And uh, I, I ended up just retiring, stopped playing football. And, and uh start working with kids here in Texas. Uh, so, you know, I'll go ahead. As a former Giant, former football player, did you have any sort of influence on your children? Did they play football in middle school, high school, or maybe even college? Yes. Uh, my, uh, <laughs> it's funny, I'm a defensive lineman, and, and both my boys are, were offensive players. My oldest son uh, was a a quarterback. He played for me at my at Princeton High School in Princeton, Texas, and he ended up going to Mississippi College and playing quarterback for them. Um, he ended up about uh, six foot one eighty. Uh, my second son uh, was about six four two fifteen. He ended up going to Texas Tech and playing receiver for Texas Tech. He, he eventually transferred from Texas Tech and went to. Uh, Central Arkansas, where he he graduated on I guess last December from Central Arkansas. He had a, uh, an invite to uh, uh, to San Diego um, Chargers at the time, and nothing really panned out for that. And he's kind of given up on his football dream, and he's 
I recently hired him as a coach at my high school. How is he as a coach? I, you know, I hope he's going to be good. This is my, this is his first year. Obviously, he hasn't, he hasn't coached before, but you know, he's coaching with my junior high, and he's been around it long enough. I, I think he's going to be a great one. Um, you were a coach, and if if I'm getting this right, you were a coach at Princeton High School, and if you still are, but you still had the experience as a high school coach. Obviously, it's different from college in the NFL. What sort of things from coaching, from a coaching standpoint, how do you prepare these guys for college? You know, I, I think um, the biggest thing that we try to do is try to have them have a realistic expectations of, of what level of college they, they really need to be at. You know, I'm fortunate to have a couple of great uh, pros or ex-NFL guys on my staff uh, that's, that's been at every level. My, my D-line coach is John Blake, which is the head coach at Oklahoma. And I have Desmond Lewis, which is a receiver at Buffalo uh, that's on my staff. So there's a lot of mentoring going on that's trying to get guys, get these young guys to different levels and trying to continue their athletic career at, at the next level. Um, but I'm also pretty upfront with them about how hard it is to get to the NFL and the percentage-wise and and the genetics that it takes for you to get there. You know, a lot of kids have a have the work ethic, but they don't always have the the six four, two hundred eighty five pound body frame, and that has a lot to do with getting to that next level. Moving on to the Giants right now and the NFL, I saw on your Twitter that uh, you wanted the Giants to take a tackle. How do you feel that they took Andrew Thomas at four and invested in their franchise quarterback and their star running back? Well, I, I think the Giants did a good job in the draft. You know, a lot of people, when they look at the draft, the, I always say it's never sexy when you take an offensive lineman in the first, first, in the fourth pick. And... I think people would have concerns with either one of those guys. And, and, and to me, what the Giants have to do is figure out which one best fits the Giants scheme. And uh, apparently they, they felt that that was the guy. But when you start talking about one through three or one through four, you're still talking about three or four really good uh, offensive linemen. Each one of them is going to have a negative and you really have to weigh and see which one is has the that's going to have the biggest impact on your program. I think with the one they chose was the safest one, is the one that you could almost guarantee was going to be a day one starter and have a long life in the NFL. You know, the rest of their picks, you know, I was happy with because, you know, they didn't just go out and get people. They went out and got people to address needs, and I felt like they were – wasn't building to win the Super Bowl next year, but but in the future to have some success. And it's hard to go in and try to put a team in together in one year to win the Super Bowl. It, it's a process you have to go through. Uh, do you think Isaiah Simmons was a probable pick at four rather than offensive uh, lineman? I do, but, you know, you, you have um, – 
uh, as a defensive player, I would probably would, would rather win defensively. I, I, I think if, if, if I had to pick, I would probably win with a Simmons or, or a rusher or some type of edge player. But I think from what from Nate's standpoint, having to protect the quarterback and having to establish a running game and not having a quarterback that has to throw 35, 40 times, I think they felt that that would, would create a bigger, uh, faster success in that way. Uh, you know, um, you know those those rushes. I, I still think they're not through in the free agency where they can come in and get a defensive lineman. But when you can establish a running game in the NFL, it, it takes the ball away from that other team, and that's a, it's also a great defense. So. Uh, I think they felt that if they could address those needs, they could also help out the defense in those regards. Uh, Giants GM Dave Gettleman, he has a big thing for offensive linemen and also defensive tackles as he drafted Dexter Lawrence in 2019 and B.J. Hill in 2018. One of the main purposes he expresses is not just getting to the quarterback but stopping the run. How, As a former defensive lineman, how important is it to stop the run, especially in today's oh. game? Oh, it's the, that's what you have to do, you know. I, I think when you uh, you look at even like teams that haven't had success, like for instance Dallas Cowboys, I think that was one of the reasons why they were so excited about getting a player like Ceedee Lamb that makes teams not remove players from the box. As long as people can put eight people in the box, they're going to shut down Ezekiel Elliott and. That makes that offense uh, not very effective. Um, it puts the ball in the quarterback hand, having to make plays down the field, and that's not what they want. They want to be able to uh, to run the ball, and if you can't run the ball, I say that there's certain offenses that you know don't have that dominant running game, but you also don't have to have a quarterback that's developed enough to to get that done. And I think with the maturity of of where our quarterback is now. He still needs a couple more years before you can put it all on his shoulders. A good amount of sacks in your career with the Giants. You played with a mix of veterans and youngins on the defensive line and some with some solid linebackers. The Giants have a prominent pass rush. Should they keep trusting their developed or underdeveloped guys and let them grow? Or should they go out and get a big guy from free agency, a more popular guy like Marcus Golden or Jadeveon Clowney? I do think they need to bring in someone uh, uh, to uh, to help that pass rush. Um, you know, not to say that those guys are there that uh, won't develop into those guys, but uh, you know, they to me are a way behind on the ability to get after the quarterback. And you're gonna need someone that. Um, that can get out there and create a presence that can take a little pressure off that secondary uh, and shorten that time the quarterback has to throw. Giants, we touched this on this topic earlier. We uh, Giants spent three picks on the offensive line in this year's draft. As a Giants fan, do you feel more confident in this group? Well, I can't say right now. You know, uh, you know, I those guys all look great when they're in college, but it's a different level when you get to the pros. A lot of those those offensive linemen sometimes need time to develop. Um, you know, I don't 
I don't think you're going to see immediate impact with the, those linemen. Uh, I think uh, another year or two as they develop and learn the NFL scheme and the pace, and uh, uh, I think they can grow into to being uh, a really good old line. Uh, but I just don't know, you know, how that how they're going to relate to the NFL pace and and playing at the against some of the defensive linemen that they're going to be faced with in this uh, conference. Joe Judge was hired from New England in January to be this team's head coach. Pat Shermer's first press conference as a head coach was laughing and a fun time for all the media people there and even him there, while Joe Judge's was more engaging and serious. What are your thoughts on Joe Judge, and do you think he's the he, him, and the right coaching brings wins this back to this team? Wow, man, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I think when people talk about Joe Judge, they focus on on you know his titles with the with the uh, Patriots as special team coordinator, and, and maybe not having been an offense or defensive coordinator, and maybe lose the fact that he's probably been around some good coaching and understands some, uh, how to develop and build a team. Uh, you know, he's one that I'm going to put in the category with those old linemen that, you know, time will tell. You know, he's been around a lot of good football, but, you know, it's a big difference when you have to do it and, and build a team. Uh, you know, uh, obviously the Giants saw something in him that they liked. Uh, you know, uh, and I heard he is a good coach, uh, but, but it's it's a big role taking on an NFL team and being a head coach and, and trying to develop talent, especially at uh, a 3-13 and 13 team. Last and final question. Some Giants fans might not know your name. What do you want them to know about you? Oh, well, that, that I'm a, I grew up a Cowboy fan, and now... Uh, I got drafted in 92 to the Giants, and I'm a forever a Giants fan. Uh, my family, we, we catch every Giants game on, on TV, and we usually come up two or three times a year uh, to catch a home game. So uh, uh, New York has, has been great to me. It gave me a great jump start in life, and it, and it helped me become the person I am today. Um, you know, right now I'm athletic director in Texas, and I do uh, some stuff with global executive global tours and set up charity uh, golfing trips for players around the league. So um, I think the experience that uh, that I got in New York is something that uh, I'll never forget, and really set me up for my future. I think about. I would say more than a week from today, the NFL schedule comes out. Who, even though it hasn't come out yet, who probably, if you were to pick an opponent at home to go to a game, who would you pick? Like I know my pick would probably be the Buccaneers, the Steelers. It's going to be an exciting game. Man, you know I have to sit here and live in Texas and listen to these Dallas Cowboy fans. Uh, if I could pick a game to go to, it'd be the Cowboy game and. You know, I would love to see uh, the Giants stick it to them up in, in uh, Jersey. Well, it's been almost four years since we have done that, and we did it twice that year. And we've come so close to trying to win. 
and we haven't gotten there in the last couple of years. Stacy, I thank you for taking the time and coming on, and I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Okay, so that was the Stacy Dillard interview from earlier. Remember, our podcasts are available on Podbean, Spotify, and also right here on YouTube. Subscribe to this channel and like and comment on all of our videos. Follow our Instagram and Twitter at Bleeding Big Blue Podcast. There's a new episode coming out on Friday. Remember, the NFL schedule comes out sometime next week. I'll definitely be talking about that and making Giants record predictions. Friday, specifically, I'm going to be talking about what the depth chart is going to look like for the Giants this year and what could happen. This is Alex Guybush-Potich signing off. Have a nice evening, everybody.